Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today, we welcome singer-songwriter Kina Granis. Kina had the incredible experience of performing a song on the smash hit movie Crazy Rich Asians. On today's episode, Kina talks about the power of gratitude, especially during challenging times, and how it feeds into her music. She also talks about running her fan-funded record label and how it inspires her creative process. During the show, Kina performs three songs live from the Joy Sound studio. She performs For Now, Lonesome, and Little Warrior. And now to open the show, performing her song called For Now, this is Kina Granis on Joy Sounds. Sometimes I think about the ones that we've replaced All the millions underneath the burnt waste And I get sad because of course we'll be the same All of history collapsing in its wake Oh, maybe it's enough that I It's not- 
And that was For Now by Kina Granis. And now we get to welcome Kina into the Joy Sound Studio. Welcome. Thank you. So nice to have you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, what a beautiful song that is. Thank I, you. I love how it's so reflective. It was definitely a moment. So my band and I went on tour to Southeast Asia, and we had a minor visa issue and ended up um, facing potential jail time, and we couldn't oh go goodness. home. Obviously, it was very scary, uncertain time. And about halfway through, I started, you know, really taking things seriously. I need to meditate and do gratitude journals because I was yeah. falling apart. Yeah. And there was this kind of moment of clarity where all of a sudden it became so obvious that everything was okay. Even if I went to jail, I felt this, this calm that how lucky am I that I get to even be alive, you know, we have all these wants and dreams and we have this idea of how life should go. Um, but when you really start stripping things away, it was like, oh, wow, all I all I want to know is that my family is safe. I still have my health and, and this is beautiful. And it felt really, really clear in that moment. What a beautiful way to respond to such an unbelievably stressful situation. Yeah, you really realize how key gratitude is to everything. Mm. Because when you start breaking it down, there's just billions of things that right. we could be so grateful for. <laughs> I imagine that there was times when gratitude was maybe the last thing on your mind, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there were, there were mornings. So I started each morning by writing a list of 10 things I was grateful for. And a lot of those mornings, it was just fake, you know, right, like, I right. know I'm supposed to be grateful for this, but to feel it in my body felt really difficult, but it almost yeah. feels like a muscle. And the more you use it, the more you really try to feel it, the more finally it started sinking in. Did you write the song um, during this period? While or after? I was there. Oh. Yeah. There was like a little two week window in the middle where I felt okay touching my guitar and then I stopped again. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you for sharing this with us. As it often is with traumatic, challenging things, the further I get away from it, the more significant and meaningful that time becomes. Yeah. And now I'm, I would never trade it for anything. I learned so much and I felt so much and it, it's special now, but you know, at the time, whew. Of course. <laughs> but yet, you know what? It is part of your story now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The one thing that I've admired about you, you is that you just have this incredible closeness with your fans mm. and you're able to be in touch with them this way that you connect with your fans i think is is truly unique and admirable it all unfolded so naturally mm -hmm. um i first you know gosh it was maybe 11 11 or so years ago now that i started posting stuff on youtube maybe 12 oh no um, <laughs> time is scary um but you know, I slowly started finding my people. And I think because of the music I make and the way I present it in these videos as clearly a insecure, awkward human, it tended to bring a certain person to me that also sought that connection. And I think I was so shy in a lot of my life and I wanted connection so bad and I didn't know how to get it. And then the people that I found online, we all like found each other yeah. to have that connection. Yeah. And it's just made the whole journey um, so much less lonely to have this like family behind me. Yeah. I've had such a dialogue with them all over all the years, and um, I 
they would be like, but you seem so comfortable. Like you share with us and you seem comfortable with us. I'm like, yeah, well, you put me in a real room with real people and it's terrifying. And I have grown a lot in that way in recent years. But something about the safety of the internet and it bringing in like very kind, warm, open people, it just made it so easy for me to be like, oh, I guess I can just be me. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's safe to presume you're an introvert. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I went out on a limb there. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> As a fellow introvert, All right. I find it always sort of wonderfully paradoxical that so many of us find our way into the roles of artists yeah. in which we have to be inter- introverts, but still be the person center stage with the spotlight and out in front of all these people. It is so weird. Right? And I'm just kind of wondering how you reconciled that. Getting out from behind the safety of your laptop screen. Yeah. (laughs) And on stage in front of a few hundred people. And now the fans are right there with you. I first started performing right after I graduated high school. And then, you know, I played at USC a lot at Ground Zero and different open mics and stuff. And... It was so weird because I kept being drawn to perform. So every time there's an open mic at Ground Zero, it's like, I have to go. Yeah. And then I would sing and get off stage and cry in a corner. <laughs> and then I <laughs> would do the it introvert- again. Yeah. <laughs> That's the introverted way so right there. So I was like, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was really traumatic and so scary. But something in me was like, yeah, you have to go back. Yeah. You got to do it again. Yeah. The classic definition of an introvert is, is that you gain... You re-energize in solitude by doing some things. Does that uh, resonate with you? So much. So what are some of the things that you have to do to sort of pull back and get re-energized? Because I'm going to guess that that folds back into your songwriting and folds Mm -hmm. back into your creative life, right? Yeah. I guess it's, it's worked out because I've created a life for myself where I almost never see other humans. Um, (laughs) So I don't have to build it in at this point. Our studio is at home. And so most days I'm at home just being with myself. Doing your thing. Yeah. yeah. And I just do. Just the way you planned it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I do need to be mindful of how often I'm socializing. These days I've, I've like really found some people that I love and I, I love spending time with them. But I do notice when I hit the wall and I'm like, whoa, I'm, a, I'm about to lose my mind. I need to take a day off and just be with myself. And so also like meditating, I think has been helpful for me, like be super, super alone and by yourself. Yeah. But that definitely, definitely helps me because otherwise I get so depleted. I understand that your primary creative partner is your husband. Yeah. So that keeps things close as well. It's pretty great that it's worked out the way it has. We met in high school and I- Is that right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, I was already- writing at the time and he was kind of like oh I always wanted to play guitar and I kind of thought like yeah sure that's what everyone says but he was like no I'm serious so I taught him how to play guitar and then he just started writing great songs right off the bat like very annoyingly because my first 50 were terrible you know (laughs) um but as time went on when I started touring it became very natural to say well why would I have local openers if you're with me anyways, you could just open. And so he started recording more. And and at this point, it's just great because we both are doing our things separately musically, but to have someone who you can bounce ideas off of, who knows you and your music 
and knows about music yeah. so much is so helpful. Both on the music side of things and business-wise, we will do a thing called um, team meeting, where on Mondays we just sit together, which we would have been doing anyways, but we'll kind of go through the next month for both of our separate things and be like, okay, who needs the studio when? And, you know, can you listen to my mix and I'll listen to your mix? And, and when do you want to release this song? So it's so helpful to have a partner just to help make sure everything's progressing and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but that's great because you do have to actually insert that structure Otherwise, you're just sort of regular personal lives. We'll just kind of roll along. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, stop, we're a business. We're yeah. going to talk and act like a business <laughs> right. for a second, right? Yeah. Your last record, out about a year ago or so. Yeah, a little yeah. over a year. Yeah. And remind me of the title of the record? In the Waiting. In the Waiting. That's right. Beautiful record. You know, I really, I stretched this one out. I released the album one song at a time. So on the front end, I spent a lot of time with each song. Yeah. And then once it was out... There was just this feeling in me, like, I, I'm not ready to move on. I, I'm not done with these songs. And so going through one at a time and really diving into what each one meant, I guess it was twofold. One, I really wasn't ready to, to move on to new music and to let go of those ones. And also I've been feeling like the more vulnerably I can share what I'm going through in my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of it feels gross and weird and I question whether it's the right thing to do. And then on the other hand, I see what happens when I say, oh, I go through this and I struggle. And then someone yeah. else goes, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you struggle with that. And that makes me feel so much better. So it's been kind of like a long group therapy series. <laughs> oh, but again, I, this is, this speaks to your relationship with your fans is that there just doesn't seem to be any barriers. I... Like I recently shared one, um, <laughs> this feels just like a weird bomb to drop. We don't need to go into it, but about our struggle with infertility in the last three years. And I had not spoken about that publicly at all. And then suddenly I had this feeling like, you know what? It's such a big part of my life now. And a song was about it. Most of the album's about it. So mm. I'm just going to talk about it. And the emails and messages I received for other people that have gone through this, it was so moving. It was so helpful for me. Um, and apparently helpful for them. So it's kind of like this group healing thing that went on. It was so nice. Was uh, this next song that I'm going to ask you to play, Lonesome, is this on the record? This one is on the record too, yeah. Great. This one was, um, <laughs> I feel like it's we're going so heavy, but I tend to go heavy. But it was just, I wrote it during a time when I was struggling a bit. It was probably not a full-on depression, but... Kind of that thing where you're waking up every day and something just sitting on your chest. Yeah. And, and I, at the time, I didn't know a whole lot about how that stuff works. And so it's flipping in between thinking, you know, is something terribly wrong with me? Am I just, am I just broken or lazy or what's going on? Or is this like a real thing that, yeah, that I'm dealing with? And, and you don't know. You and don't you know. don't know. And that's the, that's the hardest part is to, to not, sort of understand what's going on, exactly. right? Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, 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 but no, no, I, no. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And so I think it was this feeling of wanting to know that I wasn't alone in that. Because if I knew that this was a shared experience, then it would actually make it not that bad. But it's yeah. when you think you're alone in something that it starts feeling very dire. Um, so this is kind of me just uh, going through my depressed days and, and, and trying to find some 
glimmer of hope in that kind of Very good. This is Keena Granis performing Lonesome on Joy Sounds. Does anybody know why I get this feeling? I wake up to it eating at the core of me. And so if dreams are just for show, just stories without meaning, why can't I not shake them from my bones? Does everybody want to be alone? Tell me it's okay so I can go
And that was Lonesome by Keanu Grannis. We talked a little bit about you and your husband having this business together, but you have uh, made the move and are a fan-funded record label now. Yes. So cool. It is Because you can. So cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we built it through Patreon, mm-hmm. um, which is an amazing website that allows people in the world to fund creators that they that they support. Yeah. And so it just seemed like it made so much sense to me. I don't know why I'd put it I hadn't put it together before that, but since the beginning, my listeners had been entirely the reason I had any of the success I'd had. Right. And you know, I'd had many little stints on labels and I kept thinking something would come out of it and it was never quite working for me and then I was like, "Wait a second. You've just been here the whole time. It's just supposed to be you. And so we made that move and we started KG Records. And it's been so meaningful to know when I'm recording, when I'm releasing, when I'm updating them on the progress that like they are the reason it's all possible. It just makes it. It's a direct line. Yeah. It's so cool. You even feel that direct line in the creative process. Oh, yeah. It's makes it all feel more meaningful and um I'm also more motivated to do it yeah because they're there I feel them behind me in a way you know it's been really powerful it's transformational for you yeah so you had a moment on screen yeah. in this amazing movie crazy rich Asians yeah it was um amazing so John M2 the director he reached out to me um to kind of engage my interest if I'd be interested in performing a song during the movie to which I was like um yes of (laughs) course John I would do anything um and so I didn't really know much about it but the project itself it's one like a just great feel-good movie like a true classic rom-com the kind that don't exist that much anymore but on top of that there is this um importance behind it like this is the first time i think in 20 years since joy luck club that asian people are being main characters not just ninjas and dorks and and all that stuff and it felt really cool to be a part of it and everyone everyone that was part of that team are just like beautiful beautiful wonderful people so it was already meaningful but i also didn't know that people were gonna watch the movie (laughs) And boy, did they. And I mean, boy, was, did they watch it. Was it was a smash. Yeah, so that was a whole other thing, uh, watching it kind of blow up like it did and seeing it for the first time yeah. in theaters. I went to the Arclight with, Arc, with some friends yeah. on the, pro, the day it came out, and it was really emotional and really crazy. You're, you're taking a break for being on the road mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. What I love about your live show is, is that it exists in so many formats. It can be mm. you and a guitar. It can be you and another musician. It can be a full band. I guess it is all based on the me in that moment. Right. Um, and so my first big thing of touring, you know, first was me, a guitar, and then we brought in a cellist, and he was also singing with me some. Oh, yeah. And then it did morph into the full band. Like at that time, I feel like I was at a point where Prior to that album, which was my album called Elements, I was kind of stuck in this trap where I feel like everyone just saw me as 
like the cute little girl who's like so nice and right, just sings right, right. like nice little songs. And I'm like, okay, a lot of that is probably true. But I'm like, I have all this other stuff that I, you know, at that point I maybe wasn't sharing as openly. I was holding in the darker parts of yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so I like chopped off all my hair and I got a band. And that was a moment in my, you know, coming of age maybe of like, I need to show this other part of me and it needs to be bigger. And I need to show them that I'm not just this little meek girl. Yeah. And now, and then I did that. And now I'm kind of lately been pulling back again to, I'm like, okay, I, I do love something about just being so intimate with the audience with just me and them. Um, So lately I have been feeling more pulled to that. Just so there's that time between songs where we're just, sitting in a room together having a conversation just felt really nice beautiful okay and so we can always tell where you're at based upon uh the length of your hair at any given time <laughs> yeah. how you cut your hair is that the deal sometimes it's curly sometimes it's straight i have no idea okay, what's all going right, on but that's our that's our that's our clue if you're feeling <laughs> empowered or if you're feeling intimate we can we can tell by the haircut right yeah it's very telling <laughs> it frames how you present yourself as an artist because dare i say this may not go over in the Staples Center or in Madison oh, yeah. Square Garden, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that's not the type of artist uh, you are. It's hard for us to lean in and have you whisper in our ear at Madison Square Garden. Yes. You know, I've played on the last tours, like some of the sh- venues are, they're like around a thousand and I, and I'm just like, I'm like, I think I want the 500. Did the thousand room. get a little big for you? Yeah, because yeah. the people at the back, I'm like, I can't see your face, man. I want to know who you are. And so I feel like at 500, it's enough that the energy can be so intense. But I also feel like I can see everyone. Yeah. I love that. And I think I've gotten to a place, you know, when when I was younger and so new to all this, there is this this hunger and you're like, oh, I have to like, you know, get to the top or who knows what that even means, right. but this feeling of needing to climb and and get bigger. And now I'm at a place where I've, it's like there are certain sacrifices you're not willing to make in your art, in your lifestyle, in your mental health abil- like ability to take care of that. Yeah. And so I've found this sweet spot where I'm like, if I can maintain this, this would be beautiful, yeah. you know, yeah. and just have time to have family and friends and life and space and creating and getting to, you know, play some shows and stuff like that. Are we due for another record? What's next for Yeah. For so I, I have a new album written and, and now I'm just um, trying to break through my walls of anxiety around starting to record it. <laughs> You go through this process every time, right? Yeah, it's so scary to start. And I actually, I started in May and I was like, oh, it's happening. I'm going to record. And then I I never got back in the studio. So I am slowly, slowly wrapping my head around it. But I am very excited to start. It's been incredible to catch up with you. You too, This Chris. afternoon. This has just been a blast. And uh, I know the Joy Sounds listeners are going to want to keep up with you through social media they can i know they can find you very easily um but also so they can keep an eye out for this uh new record once you uh um get into the studio and start having it realized um but if it's okay i would love to ask you to play another song for us to wrap up uh the show and the song that you chose is little warrior this one um 
I, I was doing a writing retreat in a cabin in the woods, and I was feeling very excited about it. It was the first day. The sun went down, and uh, I realized, like, oh, no, I'm going to get murdered in the woods. What was I thinking? <laughs> it was terrifying. And This so, all of a sudden was a bad idea. Yeah, just a terrible idea. And so I was kind of, like, paralyzed as as the night went on, and I I heard footsteps downstairs. I'm like, oh, wow, it's happening. Like, this is when I die. Yikes. This is crazy. Um, and so I was texting my loved ones, like, well, I'll see you later. Um, my dad finally was like, you got to go downstairs. You need to confront this. And so I mustered up all my courage and I went downstairs and it was like the cutest mouse ever. Just a cute, tiny. And I was like, oh, I wasted hours of my life worrying and imagining the worst when in reality, like it was nothing. It was a, a positive. It was a very cute mouse. And so the next day I was reflecting on that. And I always have been someone that worry about all sorts of things in life and just seeing how futile it is that it doesn't accomplish anything and it's just making everything worse like even if the worst were to happen by worrying about it it you're just suffering longer <laughs> you know <laughs> and so this is kind of uh trying to be a little reminder to myself to do a little less of that thank you kina for coming on and talking to us this has just been great oh, thank you so much chris yeah my pleasure and uh, so we're going to end today's show with Kina Granis playing Little Warrior.
second past is a heartbeat gone and tucked behind the glass. You can't get it back. It will never Subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Music you need to know.